I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in beast mode. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. We keep What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined by the Bayesian sensation, Young Carl. Yes, What's going sir. on, Carl? You good? Yes, sir. And the hip-hop preacher. Yeah, what it do? I'm, I'm tired. I've been watching this Olympics to 12, oh. 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. No, the Olympics is blew out. We'll get into that. But I want to get into Am I Tripping or... And today, I guess I'm frustrated, y'all. I can't even lie. Um, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with my wife, um, with E. And basically, I'm frustrated with every person in my life who steals phone chargers from me. Yeah. And am I tripping? Or is the hardest thing in the world to do is to keep a charger? And let me explain. Shout out to my boy, Sean, who always take care of us with all of our accessory needs, phones. He got our back on everything we need. I promise y'all, I had at least 87 chargers in my house. I'm talking about the block and I'm talking about the cord. Last night, my wife and I are officially down to one charger. And let me tell you what's so bad. The one charger got a fake block at the end. It's not even the block that came <laughs> the with app, the joint. The Apple boy. It's, no, it's the Beats charger that I got that I had <laughs> to find in my office desk. And now I got two things that don't match. I have not one complete charger in my house. Now, let me say why I'm mad at my wife. Because I told my wife, boo, round up all my chargers and put them somewhere because I'm tired of these charges being gone. So we talked about it. She was like, all right, I got you. She didn't do it. Now, this was before maternity leave. She slowly starts taking them to work and she thinks I don't know. <laughs> so every time I say, boo, where are my charges at? Oh, it's one at my desk. It's one at work. Oh, it's one in the car. Oh, it's one in my purse. Oh, it's one in my backpack. So I'm slowly just losing them. And last night was pretty much the pinnacle in that I have not one char like and my car charger doesn't work great. So I'm down to like half a charger. And then you know how it is at night. Now we got to share the juice at night. So I gotta wake up two o'clock in the morning, take mine off, put hers on, then mine down to 75% by the time I wake up. And my phone is dead almost the whole day. Now, why am I mad at E? Everybody listen to the podcast. You know, E is a Christian. One of the Christian values is thou should not steal. However, when it comes to a phone charger, <laughs> E.T. will snatch your whole life all away. All I know is I got three chargers right here. You got one. Of course yeah, you, you know got three chargers. That's all I know. I'm trying to explain we, why yeah, you have uh, three we're gonna chargers, We're going to have to take this to bro. court. We're going to have to take I this to court. I want to explain why E has. So let me this tell you. This is the one key I gave me right here, Carl. Ten-foot <laughs> no. long cord. This no. ain't nobody. Let me tell you. No. Let me tell you what E's famous for. So E will either swipe your whole charger and be gone and get on the plane, never to be seen again, or E will swap out his bootleg charger that he got from the dollar store that got the frayed no, ends. I don't got nothing from the dollar store. That All looked my like a from reliable source. Hey, the cord looked like a flower at the end. It's blooming little petals oh, yeah, all over Jayden. the place. That's Jaden. Uh, and it's see. nothing but like a little skinny wire. You got to bootleg Jimmy rig it, hold the phone upside down to charge <laughs> no, it. I don't have those problems, though, see. No. That's a problem that, All I'm going to say is, That's why he will leave you, Carl. Hey, I now, saw Carl Ryan. Now, Carl is the judge on this. Watch this. I saw Ryan go on a trip. I remember where it was. And I know Ryan is that dude that keep his stuff, I'm talking about, intact. Ryan got a backpack. Oh, he got the utility oh. backpack. I'm talking about it's a pocket for oh, everything. No I saw Ryan come back with like a... A one and a half foot charge. I'm like, Ryan, what is yeah, that? I don't know what happened to Ryan. Ryan was trying to be on the phone, and yeah. Ryan was next to the wall with his ear like on the doggone yeah. socket because his charge was like a foot long. I'm like, Ryan, oh, what happened to your sure. charge? He's like, I don't know where it went exactly, but I just know I lent it to E to charge his phone, and I <laughs> well had seen it. <laughs> Well <laughs> and he did. Straight up. And he did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah lent did, it. Yeah. And then it got, I'm telling you, he, he, dog, he just, he's hey, guilty as hey, charged, All I'm bro. saying is this. We came back home. He didn't come to my house. 
he didn't say nothing to me. So if he gave it to me and thought he wanted it back, it's, I go, he go to 10 foot court that Keon gave me two years ago. I still got my core right here. 10 foot core. I still no, got it. Let, let me your, ask you this. Famous e, for charges. Hey, let matches, me ask uh, Ian, e, e this. Have, that, have you ever taken that cord from your house? Never taken <laughs> this cord from right my there, house. That's the trick right there, see. That's the trick. This is it right, right. here. And then, and then I'm saying, like, he will snatch your, your portable charger. <laughs> He'll snatch your, uh, your adapters. He don't care. He's just going to snatch it and throw it in his bag like he does not care. I'm trying to tell you. I always and everybody ask listening, borrow it, though. I and always everybody ask listening, you're probably laughing like, oh, no, I'm being 100% serious. No, and you don't always ask to borrow. E, you always wrap it up real quick and stick it in your backpack. And then I got to be like, yo, E, you see my charger? You're like, no, nah, I don't even know. Then I take a look in that backpack. What do I see every time? <laughs> And that's why I start putting a nail polish my down memory. on my charger. Yeah, y'all know my no. memory. That's all. I'm just like, I got to catch this play real quick. Oh, now yeah, it's the yeah. memory. Bye. Hold on, Carl. <laughs> One time I put a nail polish mark just because I knew I was going to be around E all weekend. <laughs> so I put a nail polish dot on the actual cord and the block. <laughs> the dog on block. At the end of the weekend, I said, where's my charger? He like, see, I don't know. You had it in, on the, uh, in the car when we was on our way here. I don't see it. So I go in his bag, lo and behold, I'm like, oh, he like, oh, okay, see, my bad, I thought that was mine. No, no it's not. They all look alike. So, all the apple yeah. cores look alike. Except so anyway, for my 10-foot core. If any of our listeners got some spare chargers, uh, please uh, send them to the P.O. Yeah, box. Because, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm literally on struggle. My phone is at like 39% already. Mm, mm, and, then I'm, and then I'm mad at Apple. When you, please, when y'all oh come yeah. out with a new phone, make the battery last longer. I'm telling you, when you first get your phone, it lasts you can about charge a it week. and the charge lasts a whole day. Duh. Bruh, it's, it's, we, it's eight, what time is it? 8.42 a.m. And I promise you, I'm on 36%. I'm at 52 I'm like, what in the day? It was at like 100 four hours ago yeah. so i don't know yeah i don't know anyway if anybody out there got some chargers send them to your boy because i can't live without my phone being charged <laughs> and my wife's on maternity leave so she magically now she need to charge her all day so it's a nightmare over here all right cool um that was am i tripping or and i know i'm not tripping because carl validated he yes, is the biggest charger thief Ten foot side of the that's all i'm gonna keep saying I got my 10 foot cord right here. Uh -huh. e, you ain't you, you live on the road, bro. And I ain't seen that 10 foot cord. <laughs> Not one time. Okay, all, you got one saying. at the house that you kept track of. All I'm saying. The rest have two all years. been <laughs> two years now. Thanks, Keon. Shout out to Keon. <laughs> hey, uh, all I know is, hey, bring my charger uh, to Indianapolis, please. <laughs> um, so anyway, all right, let's jump into it, man. I um I had a chance to watch. So last week, we did the one got to go, and um, Carl Lewis had to go for that national anthem, if anything. <laughs> and But but this was before Bolt got to run. And I'm watching Bolt the yeah. other day in the 100. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, oh, wow, this dude is flying. And, I, and I'll be real, like when they came out the blocks, I was like, oh. They might have a chance, and I promise you, I don't know what it is about that last 50 meters. My man turned on the Jets and left everybody, and it's just amazing to watch. And I don't know about y'all, but the 100 meter is like my favorite oh, that's event the one. of the whole yeah, that's Olympics. the one, yeah. And so I watched it, man, and I was just excited, but I'm looking at, you know, what does it take to win three in a row? So, you know, the Olympics, every four years, that's a 12-year span where you're the fastest human on the planet and I'm like wow like usually you could do it one maybe two but now for three Olympics in a row you the fastest person on the earth that's kind of scary and then I'm looking like the only thing stopping him from winning the fourth one in four years is probably him just saying he don't want to do it so I don't know if y'all got a chance to watch that but I was just blown away watching that kind of dominance over that period of time so what what got my attention see is some of course yeah just just looking at my man i don't even want to i only i had no words for that like it's just like you said you great at something for that long like it don't even make sense like that it, and the only reason i say it don't make sense is because people know your record they know your time so they're training to beat you you know what i'm saying how do you still stay on top with that so that's number one 
But what got me see is that the, the commentator said something that blew my mind. The commentator said because of his height and his stride, get this, he said it takes 41 steps. Listen to what I'm saying carefully. It takes 41 steps for him to complete the 100 meters. And for everybody else, it takes at least 43. And not, not in the steps, but I was just like, wow, you talk about, we talk about being a master or something. They know down to the number of steps that it takes to complete the race. So I'm saying he knows where he needs to be at the 40 meter. I don't know, like in his mind, if you know what's happening in terms of, I don't think my man counting steps. But I'm just saying, he knows this thing so, if the commentator knows he, he needs 41 steps, he knows he needs 41 steps. But he knows this thing so well that he knows where he needs to be at the 20 meter mark to win, where he needs to be at the 40 meter mark to win, where he needs to be at the 75 mark to win. You see what I'm saying? Like he knows, like, so his whole race is calculated. So the, the, you'll watch every 100 meter um, sprint, my man starts last pretty much, every single one. But he knows in his strategy that that ain't, that ain't no issue. Once I hit that 50 meter mark, like you said, see, it's a wrap. He just got, he just got a thing where, and, and y'all know it. Y'all saw the world record, I think, four years ago. My man slowed down at the end. He slowed down. So I'm just tripping like, what in the devil? Like, what if this dude just kept his head down the whole race and stopped looking around and grinning? You know what I'm saying? And doing that, like, just, it's just bananas, man. But that steps thing got my attention. Like, my man just needs 41 doggone steps to finish that race in that fashion. So that just had me, yeah, thrown. Mm, yeah, no, E, what was your thoughts? Uh, it's like Carl said, man, I don't even get excited watching. Uh, who said, I don't even get excited, like, it's, yeah, I, I was talking to, I forgot the guy we were talking to, but he talked to us about, you know, um, you know, the frequency in terms of, like he said, your length, you know, and then frequency in terms of what was his speed and just watching my man just like, yeah, it's like, it, I, I mean, what was the guy named Gatlin? Yeah. You could see yep. the effort he was Gatlin put for. everything that I mean, he had into that. It. Like, yep. you could see the intensity on his face. You know, um, you could see like his veins and his neck, you know, he's pulling his arms, you see his legs, you know, um, it's unbelievable. And then the Canadian kid, like you could see that they were running, you know, this race, you know, but with Hussein, I, I guess for me, you know, in a nutshell, this is what phenomenal skill and phenomenal will, you know, looks like it's, it's, it's the combination of both. And I mean, and it's scary because we, 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 re I mean, rarely do we see humans who possess both phenomenal will and phenomenal skill. Like it is really a, a phenomenon. Of course, Michael Phelps also, um, you know, but there are very few people. What's the other young lady? Simone. Simone Biles. Uh, Biles. She, she um, also phenomenal skill, but also phenomenal will. So it's, it's only... Um, a few, but I will say this, don't know the name, but shout out to the 41-year-old gymnast. She's 41 years old. That is definitely phenomenal, Will. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about phenomenal. And she came off the yeah. pommel horse and almost yeah, broke her, broke her back. Yeah, yeah. 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 But definitely yeah. phenomenal, Will, though. Candace started screaming like, ah! She thought she was dead. Yeah. I'm talking about she yeah. came off that pommel horse. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about whole body almost shattered, yeah. but she did. Yeah. But I'm saying definitely. And then there was... Um, there was one time she uh, literally. That's phenomenal will. Yeah. I don't know about phenomenal oh, skill. Oh, no, definitely no not phenomenal skill. <laughs> but, but I like the one where she <laughs> fell and almost broke her like neck back, uh, neck back <laughs> ankle, uh, Achilles heel. Her whole body yeah. almost turned to <laughs> dust. Achilles heel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, I, but she got right back up, did it again. But this time she did it eighty percent better than the first time. It only broke still her stumbled. kneecap. Yeah, still stumbled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but <laughs> hey, hold on, it's not funny. But then they said she hasn't ruled out Tokyo in 2020. I'm saying, is anybody else in the country trying to go to the Olympics? Or they just let her get the run as long as she feels? Phenomenal. I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being, you know, honest here. Look, guys, she didn't worry about the crowd. She didn't worry about the age. Like, you got kids 16 years old. 
She's 41. Like, about two or three of those kids were her children. You know what I'm saying? Easy. You know, those was her babies. You know what I'm saying? Potentially grandbabies, you know. Um, but she did not let that stop her. And there are those of us listening to the podcast. You letting your age, you letting your, whatever your circumstances are, you letting them keep you from, you know, being successful. But little mama out there with her kids getting it in. I feel terrible laughing at this. Oh, yeah. Y'all too laughing. Oh, I'm not terrible. laughing at that. No, we should, we should not be laughing right I mean, now. I mean, everything but the landing was clean. But when she hit that ground, I promise you, that body didn't quite bounce back. The way it needs to. So listen, if you listen to the podcast and you're 41, we are not suggesting that you start gymnastics. We're just saying whatever your your, your dreams well, are. We're not are suggesting that you go. <laughs> no, I'm suggesting that you go. I am I'm absolutely just su- suggesting that you have a strong body. Hey, some hey Carl, shoot Lashana text, find out if we liable if somebody <laughs> go at 41 and try to get on the pommel horse and shatter their whole body. Uh, the Secret to Success podcast is we not. We are not liable. Uh, yeah, not liable. But let's get into uh, Simone Biles. That was amazing. Man. I'm watching her, and I'm like, wow. Like, that was, um, my, my wife is, like, really into it. And so we have been watching that, and she just been going off. I know she fell on the uh, is balance it me beam. Though? Almost well, fell. Is it me, or is it, th- th- are they doing 20 floor exercises? Because <laughs> I'm saying, like, I think I've seen the floor exercise about 10 times now, and she has a definite <laughs> advantage. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just don't know. I'm asking because I've seen a couple exercises that seem like they've done the exact same thing like three or four times. Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure how that works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what I do know uh, is that she is no yeah, joke. Absolutely. And I'm looking, at, I'm looking at what she does, and I think it's the athleticism that come with it. We were watching the floor routine last night. And I'm talking about baby girl. I'm talking about she bouncing off that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about she 10 feet in the air where the other girls, they're doing it. And it looks good. They're doing it great. But when she does it, the height that she getting on some of these jumps and stuff like that. So I think it's four gold medals for her and a bronze. And a bronze, She, yeah. she got the bronze on the uh, – and she was about to win the balance beam, but she had a little slip up and she actually reached down and grabbed it. So shout out to her as well. And then I, I, I'll be remiss, E., the young lady who's been following us for a long time, she was sending you messages. I believe you met her at Dick's. You know, um, of Absolutely. course, most of you know that we did the thing for Absolutely. Dick's. Michelle Carter, yeah. uh, young lady who won the shot yeah. put. And, you know, shout out to her for winning the gold medal on the shot put. She was the underdog, and she came out there yeah, and absolutely. blazed it absolutely. and won that gold medal. I know you were going back and forth oh, with yeah, her for on, a while. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, for a while, before yeah. the Dick's thing. Yeah, before the Dick's thing, and, and now, you know, I saw you congratulated her on Twitter, and, you know, she was excited, um, obviously, to win that gold medal. And so, hey, shout one out to thing, her as see, well. Shout out to all the athletes. One thing I wanted to add about both Bolt and, and Simone Biles, man, the thing that I love about them, and the commentator asked, no, the reporter asked Bolt, uh, I think it was, he, he was just talking about it, he said he had an interview with him, and he said, the one thing they tell you is to relax before the event, like relax. But he's like, it's the biggest event of your life at this point. Like how do you, like the two don't even go together. And Bolt said, it's for me, it's one in the same. And you watch the two of them, Simone is, she looked like, she, I mean, she, she young, so she might not even know that it's that deep. I, I don't even know, but they look like they're having fun out there, which to me is the most impressive thing. Everybody else uptight. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to zone the world out. <clears throat> Bolt, put, <clears throat> excuse me, Bolt putting on a show for you. Like he out there putting on a show from the time he get on there. Simone smiling. She just looks so free doing it. I'm talking about she fall, not fall, whatever. She just looks so free doing it. And I think again that just speaks to the level of mastery that they're on. How do you have a 16 year old girl f- at her first Olympics and they're saying that she is the greatest uh, Olympian ever? I'm like a gymnast ever. How how does that even happen? This is her first I one. I have no idea. I'm just I, like, I mean, wow. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. And I think, you know, when you, when you're, when you're inside of your gift and your passion, and you've done it for so long, I think the only way to do it is to have fun. I mean, you know, I look at, you know, what we do for a living, or what anybody does for a living. If you obviously the, you know, the pressure is not nearly as great, you know. But at, at the same time, if that's what you love doing, 
you know, you're really only competing against yourself. You know what I mean? You've trained, you know, as, as, imagine how many hours Simone has spent in the Absolutely. gym working on her game. Yeah. Like, for real, you, you yeah. the kind of stuff you're doing. I'm talking about, come on, the balance, I don't know about y'all, but the balance beam is the thing that be tripping me out. It don't I'm even looking make sense. Like, it's a pencil, bro. world are it's y'all doing autumn flips? Yep. It's four inches wide. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, what kind of what kind of talent and mastery does that take yeah, yeah, to stay I, on the beam four inches wide? My foot is four inches wide. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I think though? I think one of the things that we have to make sure, you know, that our, our audience, especially our young audience, is hearing, you know, is the just like the sacrifice. You know, they missed the prom. You know, they missed the senior trips. They missed the. I don't think the they're doing a lot ops. of dating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No dating. You know, there's like grades. You know, practice, you know, practice and practice, little sleep, eat, practice. Like, look, they said they was going out. They was geeked at the interview. They were about to go out and do pizza. Like, it was like a, you know what I'm saying? They were saying to see kind of like, I felt bad. Like, I'm just going to hit pizza on, like, if I just feel like hitting pizza. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yo, is something wrong with pizza? You know what I'm saying? I'm in New York. Like, we're going to have to get a slice. I had my cousins oh, come man. up from Chicago. They came up from Chicago, and I was like, yo, do me a favor. Bring Stop up a pizza. pizza. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, Stop by Giordano. You, you know what I'm saying? Let me get some Connie's, baby. You know, so for me, I, I was just like, wow. Okay, forget it makes they sense. They doing it as a reward. Right. That's what, and I'm talking about a three, mm. three and a half year, four year reward. Wow. We're not talking probably about ain't hit like, but one slot. That's it. You know, you're talking about a reward like wow. um, uh, uh, every th 30 days you work out. Oh. This is something that they've oh. given up for years, bro. And then those of you who are listening, you want to win the gold in your area, but you don't want to make those type of sacrifices. Like you want to be able to eat what you want to eat, sleep when you want to sleep. You know, do what you want to do when you want to do it. And then you like, why am I not living the life that I deserve? And it's, it's because you're not making the sacrifices that are required. Yeah, no, I'm 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 uh, I'm getting killed right now by my cheat days. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Something somebody and I don't even know, like who invented a cheat day? You know what right, I'm saying? Like right. that just sounds like somebody who was out of shape invented. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. You get a cheat day. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm looking at myself going, OK. Like, for real, you could eat bad for five years straight. You start a diet, and on the third day, you're talking about, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use a cheat day. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, duh. It's crazy how we can talk ourselves into whatever, duh. You done ate bad five years straight. You got three days of hitting water and salad. You like, yeah, let me get that cheat day off you. And I'm like, wow, but that's how we rationalize it. So I had a cheat day yesterday. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Nikki sent us some cheesecake from Junior's. I'm at, oh, I'm like, Nikki. Girl, you about to kill me. I'm, talking about I'm at the wrong. crib. I'm talking, it's about 7.30. I knock on the door. I'm like, who is that? It's late for the UPS man. UPS man come in. I got a Junior's cheesecake. I'm talking about on ice. Oh, delivered ice. to the door. So, I'm like, oh, I ate half the cheesecake last night. I'm like, I woke up this morning feeling all kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm like, wow, cheat day again, huh, see? But it's just for real. You get to a point where, you know, the, the discipline ain't doing what it should do. And somebody said this at the uh, the, the hookup, one of E's mentors. Y'all should have been at the boot camp. And he said, discipline kicks in when motivation wears off. Hmm, well, let me say that again because I don't think everybody caught it. Discipline kicks in when motivation wears off. And I was like, wow, that's deep. And when you think about it for real, we could be motivated to do a lot of things, but... If we don't have that discipline to go with it, you're not going to be motivated 24-7, but you can be disciplined 24-7. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I want to make sure. Yeah, so I was just tripping, and I'm like, as it relates to, for real, the diet and the exercise, it's, it's you, yeah, it's good to be motivated, but but use that motivation to start disciplining yourself. So, um, yeah, no, that is, uh, that is definitely... Um, Something I'm working on now with the diet, especially thanks, Nikki, for uh, blessing me with so that let, cheese. Let me yeah. say this. See, she sent two to my house, and she messed me up because I guess one of them was for E, but she never said that. So Oh, don't give E his. <laughs> you don't, don't, like don't give E his until he, he give he up one eat. of them charges. Oh, oh that's a good you know We can barter that. give up a charge. Yeah, we like cheesecake, so that ain't going to work, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's something you can tip me with to get that charger back. I'll tell you <laughs> after the line. No doubt. Hey, yeah, yeah, I want to switch gears real quick and maybe go into something a little bit more serious. Um, because I saw this 
and it it kind of it kind of hurt my heart um, because I'm like, man, shoot, you know, a, I think a lot of people fall into this. And it was a story I read about Gabby Douglas, and of course, Gabby Douglas was the you know the the belle of the ball last Olympics. Um, the all-around gold medal, you know, and she was a big deal. And if some of you remember, she had a bunch of haters and critics on social media going in on everything from her hair to her disposition, whatever. And I read this story this morning, and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I think it, you know, bears talking about just because I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a situation that's just unique to just her. I think it's more, you know, we all can, you know, let this uh, kind of get in our head. But I'll read it real quick. It's from ESPN.com, and it said, Gabby Douglas had just completed the last routine uh, and the last post-competition uh, interview of her Olympic career. And her eyes were puddling up with tears after someone asked her about the latest wave of criticism she had caught back in the U.S. I tried to stay off the Internet, but there's so much negativity. Douglas admitted when she asked about the stories that went viral after the U.S. won the team competition, the article suggested that she didn't exhibit proper decorum on the medal stand. And Gabby said either it was about my hair or my hand not being over my heart or I looked depressed. It was hurtful. It was hurtful. It was. It's been a lot to deal with. Um, Douglas noted that she apologized to anybody she offended. Douglas' mother was more direct, saying that what her daughter had been through was bullying. What I saw on the stands, Hawkins said, who's her mother, was asking, was someone who was hurting, and she was also angry. What was going through her head was, I'm being attacked for everything I do, so I might as well not do anything, because no matter what, I'm going to get uh, attacked. You name it, she got trampled, Hawkins added. What did she ever do to anyone? Um, she went on to say, um, when I heard some of the comments, I was finally like, whoa, 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 that's far from me, that's far from my personality at all. Douglas said, I've been through a lot, a lot. Sometimes I sit back and said, wait, what did I do to disrespect people? What have I done to disrespect the USA? I don't get that part, Douglas said, tearing up again. I'm sorry. And I sat there and read that, and I was like, wow. Here you are, four years ago, the best gymnast in the world. Celebrated, you got commercials, you probably got a Wheaties box, you got endorsements, you got all of these things. And you let social media and criticism like ruin your life almost. You know what I'm saying? And now you at the Olympics again competing and with your team who wins the gold medal and you can't even really enjoy it because you're so worried about negative feedback and criticism. And I'm saying, wow, it just blew me away this morning because I'm like, you've reached a point like imagine reaching a point in your career where you are regarded as the best in the world and you worried about what people say on Twitter or online. And I really, you know, I thought to myself like, man, okay, I get it. She's young, you know, and it probably does hurt. But I'm saying, I think, guys, this is across the board, even in our own personal and professional lives. We let the haters get under our skin and it, it ends up, changing our game plan it changes our happiness it might even change the outcome of our work and i don't know what you guys took away from that but i was just sad and like wow to make it that far and then to be that worried about critics and criticism of stupid stuff your hair your disposition whether you put your hand like it was just insane to me so i wanted to get your thoughts on that yeah well you know i don't have a problem with with gabby having that challenge because she is a child you know in many regards she's still young i think I struggle that 30-year-olds are still on that, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm amazed that, you know, people will call me, E, did you see what they said in the comment? I'm like, not necessarily. I don't read the comments. Like, I don't, I don't do messages to hear what people say about the message. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get up and speak or, you know, do what I do so that I can get affirmed. Like, my, my, I am affirmed by the fact that I'm walking in my calling, that I'm walk like that's enough for me. I'm walking in my gift. I'm getting up in the morning, doing what I'm supposed to do, you know. Um, so so I, I, I don't think that I'm bothered by a 20-year-old, you know, 20-something-year-old who's struggling with trying to find their identity. Like that is, according to, you know, Eric Erickson, around this time frame is the identity versus role confusion. So, 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 so the, developmentally, she's probably... You know, according to his theory, she's about 
you know, where she needs to be in terms of finding out, you know, who she truly is and especially being an Olympian. Like, you know, because a lot of us, e even like with me, I tell people all the time, I am not a motivate. Like I, you, you can't minimize me to a motivational speaker. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't minimize me to my profession. I'm a husband. I'm a father. You know, I'm a lot of things. See, so so I, I don't let people like E.T. motivational speaker like that's a part of my life. It's funny. Somebody like E.T. Do you ever you know uh, somebody was about the hat, you know, E.T. Uh, he had on a suit and he had on a hat. Do You ever not wear the hat? Yeah. In church, I don't. Why? Because in church, I don't I this is just my personal opinion. I'm not E.T. the hip hop preacher when I'm in church. You know, what I'm saying I'm I'm Eric Thomas, you know, so in certain arenas, you know, I understand that the identity is different for me. And so I can get it. Twenty some years old Olympian. That's a lot. You know, in the last couple of years, that's what we know her as. You know, but I'm talking about 30 and 40 and 50 year olds. Yeah, e, but at the same time, I feel you. But listen, I'm like, yo, let's be real. You, you, you looking at the negative stuff. Like, I don't care what you say. Like, yeah, you might have some negative comments and some haters and some trolls in the dark corners of the internet. But the the overwhelming majority of people are supporting you and loving on you. And I'm just trying to figure out. Let's say it's 10 to one. What makes us as people focus on the one instead of the 10, well, I'm, right? But, but I, I've I'm been saying, doing a branding lesson where, where, where and, and you guys know this, where I talk about uh, Howard Stern, right? And I'm not a Howard Stern fan per se. We just ran into Howard Stern the other day too at the XM studios. But um, I, I, I always say, I do, a, I do a survey of everybody in the room. You guys, you guys probably remember me doing this in the last few conferences. But I did a survey of everybody at the VIP. And I said, how many people in here, let's say it's 75 people in here. I said, how many people in here like Howard Stern? How many, y'all tell me how many people been raising their hands on average the last about two About three or four people. Three or four people. Three or four people raising their hands saying they like my man. The rest of them either don't like him or don't care. So that's three or four that like him out of 75 and he is the number one person in radio and worth half a billion dollars and has the number and is the most highest paid person on XM. And only three out of 75 people fool with him. Now, what if that stopped him from doing what he was supposed to be doing? Like, man, they ain't feeling this. Let me read in the comments. They saying I'm this, I'm that. The, the women don't like me. I'm not polling well with... 35 year olds like nah, man sometimes you just got to do you and forget oh, the rest all of the, the haters time. you don't need everybody yeah. to love you yeah, i'm just saying though when you 18 that's hard when you grew up in social media like th these kids this is like they world like they take it they take social media like it's real so with gabby i can get it but i, I feel you in terms of like i said you 30 40 50 years old still needing to be affirmed by other humans like you really taking what you know like you said 10 percent, 20 percent uh, doggone it as long as it's 51 percent you know you should be you, you should be good to go you know what i'm saying but you know it i, I don't I'm know i'm saying it ain't even got to be that you could Howard stern built this tribe with three out of yeah, 75 yeah, absolutely you just got to build your tribe up and i'm saying for real the rest of the people don't matter and so i'm i'm hurting for gabby but i'm just like boo first thing you got to do is literally just get off the comments what you right. going to twitter that, and typing your say. name in and right. watching all the comments right. like come on or, be for or, real. Or who like, are you listening to like for real I, that's my yeah, thing too it's dead. like when people call me et did you see what they said no i didn't see what they said and if you're gonna call me about that then you're gonna have to get you get up get off and my i'm phone. saying see what they said like Yo, you go go to any of the videos. We got 10,000 likes, uh, 247 dislikes. It's like, yo, you're not gonna please everybody. And so, and so, here's what people have to understand: if you do try to make a product that pleases everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Nobody. And so, no. you have to stick with what you believe and put out what you think is great, and let the people judge it. So what? People not gonna like it. Like, yo, guess what? I don't like olives my mom loves olives it don't mean olives are bad it means it's not for me so olives don't stop being olives because cj don't like them they just keep being olives and let the people who like olives eat the olives and so i think sometimes man we get so caught up by looking at the negativity reading every comment and don't get me wrong sometimes comments can be helpful right sometimes if we look at the comments and there's a general theme on the comments and we get you know 250 comments and 187 people say hey the volume is too low 
Okay, cool. We know we should probably turn the volume up. But if you got three or four people in there like, ah, oh, I can't stand this message. Ah, oh, ET, you're getting big time. Ah, oh, ET, you above our head. Oh, it, like it is what it, you're going to get two or three people that's going to say something out the box anyway. So I'm saying when you try to please every, like for real, that's why buffet food is usually nasty, right? Because you can't really season it the way you want to because you're trying to please everybody in the whole buffet. So you can't necessarily just have something super spicy at the buffet, right? Usually when you get to the buffet, everything tastes bland and then you got to go back to the table and you got to work your magic with the salt and pepper shaker. Why? Because they're trying to please everybody. But when you go to a restaurant and sit down and you order the the, the the spicy chicken something they usually bring it to you and it's 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 more to your own taste so i'm saying for real we got to get out of the buffet thing because we're oh, trying to please sure. everybody it makes no uh, sense yeah, i had some people tripping on uh uh you got yolanda moore on there oh, yeah. uh I, man let me tell you something if you put yolanda moore on there one more time i, ain't watching I promise it no you more. i ain't watching again i'm like well go for it then like i don't know if you're trying to bully me uh, into doing a tgif i've done a, i've done them for eight years now you know what I'm saying? So go listen to one of the old ones if you really, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you didn't hear every last one of them. And if you did, I'm sure you didn't apply every principle to every last one. So go listen to it oh, again. I promise you, you didn't, because if you did, you wouldn't have right, made that comment. Right, right. So I'm not looking at that comment saying, Yolanda, you need to stop doing, man, I'm like, go somewhere and sit down. Like, this is what the creator has called me to do. This is, the, this is what we're doing in this season. We're going to be a blessing to somebody. We're about to open up some other opportunities for other speakers, start doing some training, et cetera. You know, so I wasn't really tripping on the comment. It's like, yo, you were ignorant. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you ignorant. Like you're speaking from a place that you have no, no clarity, no understanding. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not going to internalize it. I'm going to move forward and do what the creator called me to do. And, and just to add to that, most people that are commenting are speaking from, from a selfish perspective. Right. You thinking about what you need. Um, our purpose isn't to serve you. Gabby's purpose ain't here to entertain you. She doing what she called to do. She doing what she's a beast at. Like, seriously, we can't, we can't, like, I mean, you guys heard it enough, but you honestly can't focus on yourself, man. You got to get past that. Like, there are people out here that need help. Like, ETA is about helping people. So if you have a personal problem with it, like he said, there's something else that we did that you like, or if not, not, not personal, maybe we're not the one for you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you just need to go find somebody else that meets you, your exact need. All but the it's time. Not, yeah, all the time. Yeah, all right? the time. Whoever that is, good luck with that. <laughs> but like, yeah, you want self, and that's just the way society is. Like, you just, you just on what feels good now. So, you know, what if, what, what if Simone doesn't do well next, next four years? You know what I'm saying? What I'm hoping, though, is that we do have mentors and coaches in their ear that can help them, like, do this gracefully, if that makes sense. Because I think one of the unfortunate things, see, is that they don't necessarily have people that coach. That, you know, you're so trained to be, you talked about this a couple of days ago. You're so trained to be number one and to perfect it, which is good. Nothing's wrong with that. But you still have to understand that you have a time frame. And this is speaking in gymnastics, you know, like there's a time frame for business. There's not necessarily that same time frame if you do what you need to. But there's a time frame that you will be the best. And there's a time that will come that there are other people that will be better. That's a part of the process. Now, we want you to do it as long as you can, but you got to be prepared for it. But that, that, that's a sidebar. But, yeah, no, people are, are just selfish, man. It's about you trying to get your needs, trying to feel good. And, and you got to get past yourself and realize that it's way more than you out here. It's a lot. It's six billion of us out here. And we're trying to make sure that yeah, we help I'm, as I'm many people. So, yeah, and I'm just so grateful that, guys, that we didn't let the noise and the oh, haters man. stop us from doing what we were oh, supposed man. to do at any moment. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, quitting your job, your full-time job, and turning down 401k health benefits and all of that, um, and starting a YouTube channel and going out and filming videos is not necessarily the smartest career move and business move in the eyes of other people. So can y'all imagine how many people were like, yo, y'all doing what? Y'all doing huh? You leaving where? You quitting what? Right? Like, like imagine if we would have been like, yeah, you right, man. Shoot, it's crazy. All these haters, people hating on us saying it ain't gonna happen. Like, yo, we could have just stopped right then and listened to all the outside noise and been like, yo, Y'all right, this is kind of crazy. We're just going to do YouTube videos and try to inspire the world and hopefully make a living doing that. That wasn't necessarily the best 
you know, career move at the time from the eyes of other people, but we didn't listen to other people. And some of you, for real, you listen to everybody. You listen to your mama. You listen to your dad, your friends, your brothers. You listening to everybody's input about what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing, and it's paralyzing you and it's stopping you, and that fear is keeping you from going to the next level. I just told you, Howard Stern, I'm doing my own polls. Every city we go to, Three out of 75 people, three out of 100 people saying, yeah, I rock with my man. But he is number one in the world. You don't need everybody to buy in. You just need a tribe of people to believe in what you're doing. Everybody don't need to buy in, y'all. And I wish people would understand that and stop worrying about the haters. Block out the noise. Like, get you some of them beats by Dre and just, you know what I'm saying, keep moving, doing what you got to do. Because I'm tired of seeing people forfeit their dreams and their goals because of what other people think. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, so we'll move on, man. If y'all don't have nothing else on that, um, we'll we'll move on into uh, one has to go. And this week, man, I was like, shoot, one has to go. And I was thinking about it. Um, we, we already retroactively got rid of Carl's movie, <laughs> um, so we had to we had to uh, we did athletes. But this week, I want to do one has to go, and we'll do the dessert edition. Since uh, Nikki just sent us the cheesecake, mm. I figured it was, dessert was on my mind. So we'll do one has to go. And this week, one has to go. You can never have it again. It's gone from the face of the earth. Cake, ice cream, or cookies? Yeah, I think I, I, I think I'm gonna go with cake on this one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm with you, Carl. I think I'm definitely with you, Carl. If I can cake. have cookies and ice cream, <laughs> I don't need I'm, no cake. I don't need no cake. The, the combination, yeah, see, you did cookies no and ice cream, like mm. that combination right there. Yeah, I don't think I need cake. I could do that so breakfast, never had lunch, a slice and of dinner. red velvet, huh? Oh, oh we I have, have but the oh, cookies and ice cream yeah, can get me there every time. At Cheddar's, no doubt. The Cookie Monster, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the Cookie Monster. Mmm. I don't know. I think ice cream could go for me. Oh, for real? Yeah, I don't. I, hey, what well, I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, I, I'm somewhat lack, I, I somewhat lack toes. Ooh, in the, you, know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I'm saying, you know, the ice cream is something I want to do very sparingly. Gotcha. So I, you know what I mean? For me, I might have to get rid of the ice cream on the technicality. But um, I, I promise you, I don't know if I could give up red velvet forever, mm. but I could give up some chocolate chip cookies. I, I ain't, it ain't that deep. So for me, I'm definitely saying I get rid of cake. I mean, uh, get rid of cook, probably ice cream. Y'all will get rid of uh, cake. Gotta go. So there it is. One has to go. All right, that was easy this week. Um, let's jump into the Ask ET segment. Uh, Ask ET is brought to you by Breathe University. Check out breatheuniversity.com. Use the promo code BUSpecial. To join us, man, we are, are doing some awesome things. We got the new platform. Um, Carl, can you tell us about the, the new platform? What, what's going on? What are we doing now? Yes, sir. So we got delayed a bit. We're doing some testing to make sure everything is good. We're going through each membership level testing, make sure they have access. Like we've been literally doing this this week. So what we're going to do, and I'll just give you guys the insight. We're going to release it to our Thrive members probably as soon as next week. So Thrive members, y'all going to get first dibs at it, man. And I'm just saying, oh, oh, oh. I went on there the other day, and this scandalous. Oh, I man. love it. So we just going through the billing side of it, see, you know, just to make sure it's no complications with people's cards, that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's taking time. And I prefer, we just want to get it right on the front end. You know, I don't want y'all calling me two months from now. Hey, I got billed twice. You know, we're trying to make sure that's right. But, y'all. Ken and I have, I mean, we're 95% done with the video course that our Strive and Thrive members will get included in their package. So y'all been, I mean, y'all been on us and I appreciate the accountability, but we're editing the last couple of videos right now. So we're trying to time it with the release so that by the time you log into this new software, Ooh. man, y'all got the, the brand, I'm talking about brand spanking new video course. Just, and I mean, when I tell you it's taking you from the beginning, like how we started with TGIM, what cameras we used, you know, recommendations for what cameras you could use. You know, if you got a $500 budget, this is what you do, level one, level two, level three. We walk through everything. We talk a bit about social media. We talk a little bit about editing the green screen. So all of this, my Strive oh, yeah. and Thrive yeah. members, it's coming for y'all. So be on the lookout. Yeah, we, we, we ready sure and excited, man. Yeah. 
That's going to be crazy. Y'all make sure. I've seen a preview of the course that they put up there. And listen, man, we're just doing some crazy things. I was in the lab shooting some branding stuff. We got the branding, a brand new branding course coming. Uh, man, Josh has been on the line with us heavy. We got some stuff we're doing in that realm. We got a midnight call that we're going to be doing for our young entrepreneurs. Just some crazy stuff going on with Breathe University. Listen, man, if you have not tried it out, Go to breatheuniversity.com, put in the promo code BU Special, and check us out, man. We got an amazing call coming up Thursday night. We got the Sunday call. And listen, man, our BU people are like family. I just had a BU member call me and say, hey, I'm coming to the conference. You know, I want to be there. Is there anything? I'm like, bet. Come on, help. They volunteering with us. Guys, if you want to be a part of this movement we got going on, go to breatheuniversity.com and sign up. All right, let's jump into the Ask ET. Um, and this question is for all three of us and comes from David in Atlanta who says, uh, what is your favorite Olympic sport to watch? And if you were an Olympian, what sport would you participate in? Shoot. Uh, which sport? See, I probably volleyball, see. <laughs> That's what you would participate in or which one you want to watch? I would participate in volleyball. Beach volleyball, beach beach volleyball. Beach, to be specific, uh, I don't know. You might you gotta have a little bit more height to be up on them nets. See? I don't know how you, you go for that. Y'all just ask which one I want to be in. I guess well maybe. Oh, I thought he meant like what which sport is your body most most conducive oh. to actually doing? Oh, beach volleyball. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. I was gonna say shot put, but so you know what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I like lifting <laughs> stuff, so. That definitely ain't gonna happen, but I've been I've, I've been a beast in. See, that's probably the challenge, though. You said Olympic, but I've been a beast in church uh, volleyball. You know, the volleyball league, the uh, oh, inter, no intramural volleyball league at, no in doubt. college. So I'm just I'm yep. putting them two together, but it might be a different level when you do the beach volleyball in uh, in uh, in the Olympics. But yeah, that's the one out of all of them because um, I, yeah, I don't play basketball. I love and baseball ain't really that deep over, you know what I'm saying? You don't really need people talking about um, you know, baseball over there. So yeah, for sure it would be uh I tell my man it would be yeah, yeah, beat not just volleyball, but beach volleyball. This was the two man, the two man game. <laughs> I got you. And the favorite sport to watch? Um man, that's 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 tough, man. Because yeah. You know what's crazy? I used to it, it used to be track and field all day for me, but the the gymnastics. See, it's always the, been the, gymnastics the women's gymnastics is tough. Yeah. Like it be intense watching them uh, young ladies. Like they just go hard, and it's like you know the the point spread is so thin, like the margin for error. So um, I still say the hundred meter is probably my favorite to like sit there and watch for one, but it only lasts. You know what I'm saying? Ten seconds. So. You know, um, probably like if as a whole sport, I would have to say probably the women's gymnastics. So I'm saying what, what has changed for me, though, I never was in the swimming. And now oh, yeah, the swimming, swimming is, is a, is a yeah. is one that I'm enjoying now. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. got you. All right, cool. Carl, um, favorite Olympic sport to watch, and which one would you participate in? So, man, whew. I am, there's something about track. There's something about track that always got my attention. I think it's because I could never run fast. It's that one thing I couldn't do. <laughs> so track You feel me, Carl? That's what I'm saying. She talking about the one that they say, we can't qualify for none of them. So that's not <laughs> right, even right, a fair right. question. You know Speak for yourself. You know I throw a mean javelin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so track, track for sure. And then just watch it, man. Ah. What event in track, Carl? Oh, I want to run that 100 meter. That's just the what one. Show. That, that, it ain't nothing show. else. Get it over with. Hey, I think quit. I seen somebody from Barbados out there. Oh, a couple people. Oh, we had we had yeah. one or two athletes that got, you know, got near. My man is married to Marion Jones. His name was Obadella, Obadella Thompson. And he came, I think, fourth. This is like probably 10 to be 12 years ago. But um, No, y'all had some people just recently who, who we, um, qualified. We, yeah, we always Hey, you know close, what I'm mad man. at, Carl? How y'all letting Jamaica? Let me tell you something. Jamaica, oh, they, that's got, their thing. They run that I'm, thing. Hold on, I just heard the other day. This blew my mind. First of all, Jamaica won every sprint, male and female, female since yep. the start of the Olympics <laughs> for high. I don't know how long, right? The island is the same size as Kansas. Yep. Yep. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah. 
How are and so then you know me, I'm not content with just being like, okay, something go it's some Malcolm Gladwell outlier stuff going <laughs> on, right? right? Like I gotta research what's going on. Do y'all know why Jamaican well, one of the theories as to why Jamaicans are so much faster than everybody else? Mm-mm. Yeah, drop it on me. Uh E, do you know? Uh-uh, not at all. I mean, I heard something, but I that's stereotypical, so we won't even say that out loud. <laughs> what, because they black? Uh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's a gentleman. I don't know his name, and I hate to say I don't know his name, but he does all of the uh, Caribbean, um, you know, like comedy on uh, YouTube. And he's like, you know, he's like Haitian's parents would say, oh, if man, it was yeah. a Jamaican parent, the they accents. would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, a Bayesian family member would say, and so there was a Haitian kid that said he wanted to run, and he said, well, we can't. We said, well, the Jamaican's doing it. He said, yeah, because they practice it running for the police. <laughs> Oh, did you? oh wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. So, yeah. All right. Strike that from the record. Uh, I just no, no. said that, though. I, stop, said, that from the, I, I said, said that in the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll go. So, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, Carl? I said, I'm not going to say it. Then you say, say it. You say your theory. Then I say it. And now he won't strike it from You're the Right. Record. Don't you hate that? I goes you into what the what shit? It's not that deep. It's not like you said, come on, eh? You killing me. Um so they say two of Jamaica's staple crops, the yam and the green banana, are said to be partially responsible for the island's world spreading domination. What y'all yeah, feel no, about that? I, I'll tell you, it's strong only because I'm telling you, I got in my family, I have one, two, almost three people that live to literally 95 to 100 years old. And I'm telling you, not track specifically, but I know it's something to do with that diet because that's what they eat. They eat a lot of, yeah, a lot of, they just say ground provisions. And literally, I got an aunt that's 100 years old now, it'll be 101 in November, a great aunt. And yeah, that's what they eat to this day. So I'm telling you, there's something about, you know, that natural food diet, man, that affects it. Now, the, the generation now, they ain't eating that. It's Burger King and Barbados. It's KFC and Barbados. McDonald's didn't work. But they're eating completely different. So I believe it's something to it. See, I believe it. Yeah, he said that people don't know what green bananas do. I think it's called phytates replenish the energy supply in muscle called creatine phosphate. Mm. The hypothesis is grounded on sound biological principles and what we are saying is that the cycle is being passed from very early on. So you not only have to got the anabolic steroid from early, you are getting the stimulus from the phosphate substances that will give you the energy. Mm. I'm like, wow, ship some of them over here. I know, I'm about to have Trey Trey on a strictly yam and green banana diet. From now. And we're going, and we're going uh, uh, Usain Trey for the rest of this joint until he get to the Olympics. I'm like, yo, but then I got to thinking, I'm like, Wait a minute. Barbados is an island. I'm saying, Carl, wh where were you at? You must not have been eating these because oh, I seen you all. run. And oh, not at all. We didn't, <laughs> I'm like, all these fruits, y'all got the wrong fruits over there. Yeah, no. So apparently, I, I don't know how true that is. I'm sure somebody's going to write in and say that it's a ridiculous myth. But when I went and read, that's what I came up with, yams and green bananas. So um, Yeah, so what are we eating? Because the Americans, they're not too far behind them. Uh, <laughs> right, well, the right. cheesecake. Is what puts you in, in uh, you know what I'm saying, in a different category. The cheesecake is what had you in, in, in that, the, the other two, Olympics. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the hundred seconds the, behind. The, yeah, you you in the, uh, what do they call them the uh, the uh, the eating contest, the the, the, the hot fast dog food eating contest, contest. Hot the dog hot dog. There you go, contest. the hot dog Olympics. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. what the Americans. We will smash you. Anybody. I promise you, don't nobody want uh. none in the hot dog eating Olympics. Yep, that's the other Olympics they don't tell you about. Um, so let's see. Can we sneak in one more here? Uh, let's go to... Do, 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 do. I want to get one. This is different. Um, Michelle in St. Louis wants to know, E.T., who would you be starstruck to meet? Someone who is alive. Uh, I don't know about starstruck, but definitely uh, would love to meet Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Carl. Mm. Yes, I'm trying to go with starstruck. Yeah, not to be arrogant, y'all, but that's that's a stretch in terms of starstruck for real. Like we passed that. Like you know, I had of course y'all know I'm a Laker fan, so I had Kobe as one of the people I wanted to meet. 
but it ain't like a starstruck, you know, kind of thing. No, you'd be starstruck if you met Kobe. Well, he Come is on, a giant. Real. Other than that, he's six what six seven, six eight to my little. You yeah, know. but I'm saying you would be like a little like whoa, like for real. Like I'm gonna be real, starstruck. Beyonce. I, oh, I knew you. Sure. It was Beyonce for you. I knew that. Oh yeah. No question. <laughs> no um, question. Let's see. Obama probably. Yeah. Um, but maybe not so much starstruck with Obama, just like respect. Yeah. But you know who I, I did have one and, and like in these travels, y'all know we done met a lot of yeah. people, athletes, entertainers. And that's messed it like up for us, celebrities. Galore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something. I did get a little starstruck in the airport probably like six months ago. And I think it was because it caught me off guard, right? So I'm standing in line in the security line in the airport, and I think I was in TSA pre or whatever. But I'm like standing there, you know, I have my headphones on, you know, you turn around, like somebody came up behind me. I was like the last one in the line. The line wasn't that long, but I was like the last one in the line. And I turned around just to see like, oh, okay, who's behind me? And I promise you, I was like a foot away, eye to eye with 50 Cent. And I was like, yo, like, so it caught me off guard. Like I didn't see him walking from a distance and be like, oh, okay, I had time to gather my thoughts. Like that's 50, you know what I'm saying? But I was in the airport and I literally turned around. My man was two feet from me. He was like, yo, what up? You good? We like, you know, exchange daps and what ups. You know what I'm saying? And I just like put my, pop my headphone back in. And, but I was like, whoa. Like, and I guess, you know, 50 like was the man when I was in college. Like when I first got to college, shout out to my roommate, Chris. We was just rocking G-Unit, everything. And so I did have a, you know, mad respectful 50 in the movement that he had going on and I, don't, I ain't gonna say I was. Maybe I was a little starstruck because I think it caught me off guard. I was like, "Whoa," you know. So um, that was probably the last time I was starstruck. All right, that's it. Uh, that's it for Ask Et. Thank you for uh, writing in. You know, send them the info at etinspires.com or uh, Twitter using the hashtag Ask Et. We are an indie. If you're hearing yes, this, call somebody who's in indie. This weekend, we are in Indy. You can go to etinspires.com backslash events to get tickets for the Indy event, and that's on Sunday. Um, and then that following Saturday, we are in the 305 Miami. We coming down there the following Saturday. Um, meet us down there. It's going down. We at the W. It's going to be a great time. Last time we were in Miami, it was packed, sold out, standing room only. So make sure you get your tickets now. Um, what else do we got, Carl? Help me out before I forget something. Oh, the audio book. The audio book. Of course, go kill, check yeah. out the audio book. Yeah. Can we play? Can we play just a small little clip from the audio book? We did. Yeah, small absolutely. Little, little yeah, I, we did one last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna find another snippet and drop in there. It's gonna get harder before it gets easier, but it will get better. You just gotta make it through the hard stuff first. Unknown. Dear haters. I have so much more for you to be mad at. <laughs> Just be patient. I saw this meme posted on Facebook one day, and I thought to myself, wow. Just be patient. I try to steer away from acknowledging my haters or giving them any of my attention. But the words of that meme really resonated with me, especially the just be patient part. And though I understood and appreciated the direction the post was heading, the latter part of that message was more applicable to me in my journey. See, I was 16 years old when I was first told that I would be successful, and it seemed like the most ridiculous thing I had ever heard at the time, considering I was a high school dropout and I was homeless. Who knew that it would be 25 years later that the words that I heard would come to pass? It reminds me of the story of Joseph. At 17, Joseph was surrounded by the hatred and the jealousy of his 10 other brothers. Then one day, he received a dream from God, promising him that he would be in a position of supremacy within his family. I have to imagine that message filled him with hope, and perhaps he thought it seemed a little ridiculous, though. I'm sure he asked himself the question, the youngest son of the shepherd is going to be in a position of power? See, the order of succession doesn't work that way. If anything, the youngest occupies the lowest seat and never the seat of power unless all the other siblings die before him. And if you're not familiar with the story, you have to read it because it dramatically illustrates that there is a time frame for greatness. And more than that, 
most times the process of becoming great is just straight up ugly. But don't let that deter you. Think about it. Joseph gets his first glimpse of hope, a dream that positions him for greatness. At just 17 years old, he believes it just enough to say it out loud, <laughs> but his father instantly rebukes him. Later, he is imprisoned by his brothers, left for dead in a pit, sold into slavery where he was falsely accused of rape, and then imprisoned again. What happened to the dream? Where was the promise? What about the position of supremacy? If it seemed ridiculous when he was a poor shepherd boy of 17, what must it have looked like 20 years later as he sat on a prison floor serving time for a crime he didn't even commit? Joseph could have looked at his circumstances and decided his dream was nothing more than nonsense. He could have abandoned the promise, but he chose to stick with it. So just in short, be patient. Why? Because from the time Joseph had the dream to the time it was fulfilled, again, was anywhere from 20 to 27 years. So don't get discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Stick with your dreams, no matter the ups or the downs, no matter the trials or the tribulation. Just stay committed to the dream because this is the truth. The only way your dream does not become a reality is if you give up or you quit. But as long as you keep going, in God's timing, all your dreams will become realities. Phenomenal Will in Action, Oprah Winfrey. Now listen, Oprah's the queen of all she surveys. You might even say she has the Midas touch. Now without a doubt, Oprah is one of the greatest examples of phenomenal will the world has ever seen. This billionaire's life started about as far away from the bright lights and big city as one can imagine. Now we all know what poverty looks like. We either came through it, have family members that came through it, or know those who are still firmly trapped in it. Poor is poor, but there is nothing quite like Southern poverty. It has a sweaty, crushing, and tangible presence that claims the weak. But you know what? It didn't claim Oprah. She suffered molestation and rape by the age of nine, the loss of a premature baby as a teen, additional multiple rapes, name-calling, and professional rejection as an adult. But she still made it all the way to the top. Struggles, failures, pain, heartache, racism, sexism, misogyny, body shaming, you name it, they were all rungs of the ladder Oprah climbed to reach the lofty heights of success, despite the considerable pains of her past. Now, how many others contended with the same demons and crumbled under the weight as their wills failed them? More than we can ever know, I'm sure. But Oprah's success in the face of seemingly insurmountable odds truly defines the phenomenal will. The audiobook is crazy, guys. If you guys don't know, he, of course, read it in his own voice. And um, it's just packed full of powerful, powerful information. So check out the audiobook. I think that's it, gentlemen. If you don't have anything else, I don't have anything else. And we can get out of here on E.T.'s nugget of the day. E, take us away. Yeah, okay, so guys, um, and I don't want to kick up in the dirt, but um, there are those of you who know what Michael Phelps is doing. I mean, murdering the game. But what a lot of you don't know, or you may or may not know, is that he has some issues with, um, just to say substance. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, see, at some point he had um, checked himself into a, um, you know, a rehab a few years ago. You know, but what I find funny, see, is that, <laughs> you know, when you are a beast at what you do, you know, when you are one of the greatest at what you do, just honestly, you know, the world will make an allowance for you. you. You know what I'm saying? And I was watching recently an NFL player, you know, who broke um, one of the uh, rules. He violated, you know, one of the team's uh, policies. Uh, he got fired from the team. Just like they just let my man go, you know, in the middle of preseason. Just, just let my man go. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, though, see, like, wow, here is Michael Phelps who not only admittedly has, um, you know, a substance problem, checks himself into a rehab, you know, but, you know, is not punished to that same extent. You know, it's like, yo, my man in the Olympics doing his thing. Like I said, I don't want to kick, kick up no dirt. But what I am saying to you is that when you great, like for real, when you great, there are just things that you get to do. Like it's it just opportunities that you have that other people don't have. Like when you average, you, you don't get five and six chances. 
You know what I'm saying? When, when you good, maybe one or two, I don't know. But when you on Michael Phelps level, bro, they make up like they they make up rules for you. You know what I'm saying? They 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 change the rules for you. They allow certain things to happen. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, what's fair, what's not fair. But what I am going to tell you guys is, man, it's a different. The air is different, man, up here. For real. When you great, the air is different. Like flat out, the opportunities are different. You know, the hookups are different. The 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 everything is just different up here and greatness. So I just want to I want to encourage somebody stop crying, stop murmuring, stop complaining like and get down, get get from down there. Get from down there and get up here uh because man, the air is different. The opportunity everything is just different. So, listen to me. I, and 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 again, I don't want to kick up no dirt, but 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 I I'm going out with this quote and I want you to hear it. When you are a beast Listen to me. When you are a beast, it's not a question of whether you will win or not. It's a question by how much. All right, come on. We're looking at Phelps. We're looking at Hussein Bolt. It's, it's not a question of if you will win or not. The question is by how much. So get from down there and get up here, y'all. Be phenomenal or you will be forgotten. Appreciate that, E. We out of here. Go leave us a review on iTunes. We'll see y'all next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul, with all your heart.